Hey, welcome to the Cholsky Nation podcast. Today, I'm going to be making a public service announcement on mental health and emotional wellness. First off, we have mental health. Mental health is one of the most controversial topics right now on planet Earth. And today, I'm going to be giving you a little insight about it. The government of Canada defines mental health as a state of your psychological and emotional well-being. We also have some other definitions as the World Health Organization describes mental health as a state of well-being in which every individual realizes his or her own potential, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to contribute to his or her community. Having healthy mental health levels can be a crucial impact on your well-being and everything you do as a person. So I'm going to talk about some positives to mental health. Mental health helps individuals realize their potential and live live life to its fullest, make meaningful and personal connections and contributions to their community, achieve a healthy balance between work, rest, and play, display self-confidence and high self-esteem. All of these increase our wellness as people, and it's super important that we keep it that way. To continue positive mental health, if you're ever feeling sad or down, seek professional help immediately. Uh, talk with your friends, you know, anyone who you feel safe around, teachers, Mr. G, anyone. Follow a balanced diet. Find a, even just a hobby or something you like to do that you enjoy. Make sure you go to sleep on time. Because lack of sleep can cause a bunch of negative mental health problems, which you don't want. So those are kind of a couple of things that you can do to keep your mental health, but also what it allows you to be and do. Now, we have to understand the difference between mental health and mental illness. Mental health, or sorry, mental illness and mental health are not the same thing. But they aren't complete opposites either. So they're connected, but they're also not the same thing. For example, let's say having a positive mental health doesn't lead to mental illness. But having a negative mental health level can lead to a mental illness. So they're interlinked, but they're not equal. Now, mental illness. It involves a change in thinking in one's thinking, feelings, and behavior. It can affect one's life and make it difficult to perform tasks that they would normally do every day. So even just like waking up, mental illness can completely change that. So there's a few components that influence mental health problems, such as family history. So like what you've been through in your childhood, what trauma, abuse, ignorance, neglect, family connections, know if you're feeling lonely or isolated, all these things can relate into mental illness and become a huge problem. Sadly, mental illness affects numerous people worldwide. Some of these mental illnesses can compose of depression, mood disorders, food problems, anxiety, and even being bipolar. 
However, since it's so common for people to experience these things, it's important that we seek help right away. So none of the negative things continue and that we can move on with our day-to-day lives in a healthy manner. So there's some there's some help like mental health institutes, I guess you could call them, they can go to. Um I used to go to I have a therapist who here in Calgary where I used to struggle with anxiety and I was scared of everything and she helped she helped me a lot. So there's therapy. Uh it could be online even. It could be to an actual building like what I went to like in person there's the kids help phone there's the mental health helpline there's crisis text lines which are available 24 7 no charge and the mental health helpline also is no charge and you just call a number and you can talk to someone but perhaps the most comfortable thing sorry perhaps the most often people do is reach out to close family members like trusted friends or your coach or someone who who has a great impact on your life and who you're comfortable with is also a great way to you know fix your mental health issues and for me it worked for me very well now that we talked about our mental well-being let's kind of move into stress now, there are different types of stress. There's positive stress, tolerable stress, and toxic stress. We don't want toxic stress. That's the bad type of stress. And, you know, our brain is constantly transforming. So what we do, and if our mental health is at a, I guess, normal level and healthy level, then we won't get to toxic stress. But and then when the brain grows and we grow, stress can change. So different types of stress can be positive and negative. It's about our mental well-being, which will decide if it's toxic, tolerable, or positive. Now I'll go into some examples of these types of stress and just talk about them in greater detail. So for one, the best type of stress you can have is positive stress. This is basically... Yeah, positive stress. It's a good. It's a good stress to have. Like you want this type of stress. It keeps us excited, determined, motivated to keep going and push. And these type of stresses are like, for example, if you just got your first job, or you're going on vacation to somewhere you've never been, but you're excited, or like you're starting your own business. Or like new chapters in your life that will ultimately build you as a person and not take you down. So that's a great type of stress to have. Then we have tolerable stress, which is like situations that can be positive and negative, but like they're most of the time negative. So like a a disaster in your family. So like, oh, your dog died or your cat died or like. A close family member died. At, a, at the time when they die, or whoever dies, it's so hard to get over it, but that pain is just temporary. And it is tolerable to deal with 
when you have healthy mental health levels as well as support and whoever you feel comfortable talking to, you have them as well. This means that tolerable stress will not last forever. Like for example, toxic stress, but it, it will last for a while, but it will end. It will always end. Then now we have the worst type of stress, which is toxic stress. Toxic stress is, a, it basically takes out all the good mental health that you have. So, keyword toxic. So, it has a negative effect on the brain's development, as it, on a person's development, and also a ne- negative effect on your mental health. So, an example of this could be growing up in a household. This is not about me, but just... Someone could grow up in a household that is abusive or, yeah, like abuse or, you know, no support system from a young age. This can alter your brain and create very, very negative thoughts and actions, even up to actions. So growing up, if you grow up in an abusive house or from a young age, and that not only will affect you physically with maybe physical bruises or scars or whatever it may be, it also affects you on your mental health where it can lead this up certain person to have negative thoughts on life. And that can take away even years and months off your life because you've seen it since you were a little kid. So, and that can lead to mental health illnesses where it's like you're struggling with anxiety or no confidence, loneliness, isolation, but it's not temporary. It stays. And there's a type of mental health that we don't want to have. Now I'll kind of elaborate on how we can respond to stress. And it doesn't matter if it's tolerable stress, toxic stress, or positive stress. You can always respond. So... Even like there's an indicator where it's like, if you're experiencing stress response, it could increase your heart rate or change your body language. And this is all your brain and your stress. It's like putting into what you're gonna decide or what you're gonna do. So there's a few ways to combat this to not make it so visible. You know, there's always stuff like having a good time with your friends or just laughing because you know laughing helps all of us even taking a cold shower not warm cold and this has been scientifically proven to help ease our stress and give us a more clear mind going into a big decision we're going to make so what i do is i will take a cold shower and i will meditate or do something like that to calm myself down and then i don't have to think about all the demanding tasks in my day but i it gives me a clear mindset so it helps me with my decisions and i respond in a healthy way because i do these things 
to make me a better person and increase again our, our mental well-being and that's big points on our on our podcast here we are now going to switch gears from mental well-being and mental health stuff like that and move into emotional wellness oh what is emotional wellness well emotional wellness is the ability to cope with your emotions and manage them in a healthy manner so that could be going to someone you feel safe with or you know get, getting professional help and that allows you to control and have full control over your emotions and also monitoring your emotional needs and paying attention to what sets me off what can i do to reduce the things that set me off so i can have more positive emotional wellness now your emotional wellness can also be an indicator of if you're stressed it could be talk of stress whatever it could all leads to your emotions like what you show people or what you keep inside and that varies from person to person and even more importantly like the most important is it's just a simple indicator if you're happy like your emotions show you if you're happy like if you're not happy with someone then your emotions are going to show oh i'm sad or i'm upset so it's super important to keep our emotional wellness in check now we also have spiritual wellness now this one definitely varies from person to person you know and that's okay cuz everyone believes in or has faith in something different so spiritual wellness is developing a sense or understanding of your personal values and beliefs and you let those values direct i guess you could say your choices and the way and your opinions on the world or in society or in community and these wellnesses are are connected with resiliency which we'll get into later and the more you spiritual and well spiritual wellness with yourself and the more you're in touch with yourself your resiliency will increase and when i get into resiliency i'll kind of explain how they're interlinked and interconnected now as i mentioned spiritual wellness is totally interconnected with resiliency so i'm going to talk a little bit about resiliency so resiliency is being able to overcome and push through difficult situations in a healthy manner now this takes time to develop and it comes with experience so if you get cut from your football team well are you going to keep working and be resilient or are you just going to shut down so that affects our positive and negative well-being now this is also so again if you cut well you're going through a hard time but if you have resilience then it'll make it easier to cope with and that affects 
And that's also your views on the world, which is when I said it's connected with spiritual wellness. How are your views on the world? Are they positive or do they teach you just to shut down? So that's how those are connected. And even though you might be resilient, it's not like you won't experience any hardships or need help overcoming these hardships. But it just means you have an easier time. It doesn't mean they have it easier than another person. It just means they have better coping skills. And that takes time, like I said, to experience or go through life to experience that. Now, like I said, if you're cut, are you going to sit and cry and increase that tolerable stress? Or even toxic stress and let it control your life? Or are you gonna be like, hey, I could practice more. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to go outside and do this. Maybe I need to work out more. Like that's being resilient. That's having a positive attitude to negative situations. And you're able to overcome those easier than other people. Now I'll talk about some ways that you can improve your resilient skills and how you can get better at them, just with a few tips. Again, this is a PCA, so it's all for free. I'm just trying to help you guys out. So number one, have a positive outlook on life. Now this again, connect to your spiritual wellness, what your views are. But just having a positive attitude will take you far in life. It, can, it will increase your happiness, increase your joy in stuff you do, even though it might not be fun. So if you have a positive attitude, let's say you're doing something you don't like, well, you're going to be happier because you're resilient and you're having that positive attitude. So it's not like I can't do something or I won't do something. It's I will do something or I'll try. I'll give it my all. So a positive attitude, 100%, I think the most important. Now, Changes happen all the time in life. And you can't control change, you know, just comes with experiences and your views on the world. Change is change. Can't can't change it. Can't change it. Play on words right there. But once you accept change, you and you become resilient with change, life will become easier. And even if it's a minor change, like, oh, I'm adapting to a new style of clothes or a big change, like, oh, I'm going to a completely different school. Having that resilience will help you cope with change. And change is something you need to be able to cope with, to have success in 2020, that's for sure. And number three, Dream big and set your goals. This is what I do. My dream is to go play at Michigan University for football. I have a goal to be the first white corner ever to make the NFL. And I'm working towards that goal by working out, practicing every day, you know, training with professional athletes for the Stampeders or Division One University players. And that's just me staying focused and perfecting my craft. And setting those goals. 
because having a positive goals to achieve will automatically make you a more resilient person because you already have that positive outlook you're accepting change now you're adding goals you're golden like these are just a few tips that you can use to increase your resilience and resilience is so important to have in this society today now we have protective factors protective factors are super closely related to being resilient as protective factors make pushing through challenging times or situations much easier and this also will take time and experience and it will change depending on your views on the world but it will come if you just practice at it in general protective factors are in place to support individuals and in overcoming their situation so this could be most of the time negative but even positive you don't go to have protective factors so these factors are broken down into environmental factors individual attributes and social circumstances now environmental factors well obviously keyword environment so equality for all social and gender no taking measures in order to feel safe and achieve physical security equal opportunities to acquire basic needs social equity and being accepted individual which means you're in the individual goals or what you want to achieve so that's you view yourself well so positive self perception you know being able to resolve problems and fight through them on your own through your individual attributes increase social skills now i struggled with this for so long i could um, i used to be very good at having good social skills you know looking people in the eye ask them two questions all the things your parents distill in you but me working on myself as an individual was ultimately what helped me get better at my social skills as well as just keeping fit like because keeping fit will make you feel better about yourself and and you have more positive individual attributes rather than just sitting on the couch all day watching TV now we also have something called social circumstances as i said which could be help from close ones relatives pets anything and they can be solid happy and healthy family relationships and contact you know being stable in with finances cuz i mean that's a huge part in the today's world you know being financially stable as well as being physically safe and more opportunities to attend an academic institute or college or university or whatever and have a chance to receive the honor roll you always wanted or awards you've always wanted now i'm going to move back into spiritual and emotional wellness now wait let's just talk about methods you can use to empower and increase and positively influence your emotional and spiritual well-being now take some time like take some time and do nothing just think 
and reflect on your day or whatever it is that you're thinking about that day. It could be stressful. It could be negative. It could be positive, whatever. Just take some time. Take some you time or me time, whatever you want to call it, your downtime. This will create. And then you can use these ways to create new methods on how to cope with stress and enhance your emotional well-being, especially, and even your spiritual well-being. Because having new methods like this can alter and and it won't fixate your views on the world. It will more alter them. So that's a way. Now, there's also just get help. If you're not, if you're feeling down, like just get help. It's, and a lot of people don't feel safe to, but trust me, getting help is one of the most important and crucial things you ha- you can do as an individual to empower yourself. Now, those are mostly about emotional well-being. And I want to just talk about like things you can question yourself on, like, like, who am I? Like, what do I believe in? Or is there an altered or fixated meaning towards this quote or this book or this ideology, whatever it may be? Just ask yourself those questions to increase your spiritual well-being and truly find yourself. All right, Mr. G, whoever's watching this, I appreciate you sticking around to the end. I promise, almost done. I'm just going to talk about mindfulness. Hope you enjoyed this. But mindfulness, well, this implies that people should be alert and actively aware of their needs and their emotions and how they're feeling while taking in you know what's around them distractions the environment like if you're just standing there and thinking like oh is there like what color is this car just like being alert and aware is all part of mindfulness when you're being mindful you're not you're focused on where you are in that present moment that's it so if you're at the park you're focused on that if you're at your job, you're focused on that. It's all linked to mindfulness. This can be mindfulness can be how should how should we word this? Come on, Zach, think. Um, it's where you you're free to think whatever you want. Like no one's there to say you're wrong or negatively talk about your mind because it's your mind. You can think whatever you want. You know, and this can even imp- impact your emotional and spiritual well-being. Like, a lot of these things are linked, even your mental health. So, you, you're not incorrect to think what you want to think. So, that's kind of all about mindfulness. Now, obviously, having your own opinion, having your own thoughts, and being in your own moment comes with advantages that mindfulness can help you focus in a way that when you're alert and you're in your own mind and you're thinking and no one else is there to distract you, it can improve on our memory, how our attention span even, even in school, our attention span, 
and decision-making skills. Now, there's many more that, unfortunately, this podcast might be a little long, so I'm going to end it on that. I appreciate, Mr. G, you listening to this. I hope you enjoyed, and I'm out. Peace.